Hey, Georgetown Baptist Church. I'm Maverick. And I'm Jake. And he's Dr. Jake. I mean, you, you didn't pay all that money not to be a doctor. Like I've said many times, my wife is the only person required to call me doctor. That's fair. And she's yet to do it. <laughs> what is going on with her? You don't make your kids call you doctor? No, no. They, wow. they call me a lot of things, but a doctor doesn't tend to, to be in the discussion. I'd, I'd make like Landry or Bo do it just because I think they would have a funnier accent. Bo, Bo has a very low opinion of, <laughs> of, of anything that I've ever accomplished other than getting him uh, water. Um, and, and he calls it water and squirts, which just means water with lemonade uh, ah, uh, added. Yeah. And, uh, as long as I'm doing that, I'm fine. But after that, I'm, I'm kind of dead to him. So. That's, yeah. <laughs> You're just dead to him. That's pretty much. Yeah. That's good. I, well, I would. But, you know, I'm not in that position. So I can't. Anyways, uh, well, we're excited. What a good opening right there. We're so excited to have you here on the GBC Empower podcast where we drill Jake with your questions uh, or just questions that, you know, we pray through and and, and really talk about, and why why do we do this, Jake? Why do we do the GBC Empower? We, we just want our church to know what's going on in the church, but also we want to be able to discuss topics that are pertinent in the lives of our members. And, and, and we want people to say, hey, if you, if you could do a podcast on this one topic, we, we gladly welcome um, those questions. And we just want to keep people in the, in the loop and informed. Yeah. And we've used the word many times, um, but clarity. We just want clarity in our church. Yep, clarity and communication for our church members and people checking out our church for the first or second or third time. Um, so yeah, thank you for that. That's a perfect answer. So today's question or today's topic is, it's going to be a good one, guys. Can you be a Christian and not go to church? Well, this is going to be a real short one. The answer is no. All right, roll the credits. <laughs> All right, we're done. Bye, guys. You know, I've heard this question so many times, and I've heard it phrased differently. Yeah. Well, can't God be in the boat with me just as much as he could be with me, you know, on a Sunday morning? And the answer is yes, because our, our Lord is everywhere. And, um, and you can be a Christian that, that does not go to church. That's not, um, that's not in question. Yeah. Um, but I think it's, it's like when, when, when I ask a question or I make a statement, sometimes there's something behind the statement. Yes. And if I'm already questioning whether or not I shouldn't be in church, I don't want to make a, an accusation or anything like that. But I guess my question is, what bad experience have you had in church? Mm, that's good. What did someone say to you to hurt you? What did they do to hurt your family? Because we don't live in a perfect world. We haven't since um, Genesis, you know, in Genesis when Adam and Eve sinned. And I would want to know as your brother uh, or your, you know, as your, as, as your brother, sorry, yeah, not, uh, your, not sister. your sister. <laughs> sorry. Uh, we haven't taken that. We haven't taken that belief on in our <laughs> church yet, but as your brother, you know, what have you been through? And, and I'd want to encourage you. Um, but you know, the biggest, the biggest thing is what can I be a Christian that doesn't go to church? Yes. But, but you know, I heard a, a pastor say this one time, can I be married without having a, you know, a good relationship with my wife? Well, yeah. yes, but 
wouldn't I want a good relationship with my wife? You know, if, if, if Trisha and I said I do, you know, back in 2010, but, um, I said, you know, I'm still gonna, you know, I'm still gonna live uh, where I live. And in fact, I really don't want to hang out with you very much. Uh, I'll see you once or twice a year. Uh, we would not have a strong relationship. No, and we might not stay married if if I neglect that relationship. Now, Jesus loves you. Yes. He cares about you. He, he died on the cross for us so that we could have a relationship with, with our Father in heaven. Um, but don't we want our relationship to grow? Do we want to um, to become a, to have a fuller experience with our Father in heaven? Maverick, do you hear this question a lot? I do, actually. Um, stereotypically, I hear it, and it could be just because I myself am a man, but I hear this question a lot from men um, of like, can you be a Christian and not go to church? And they're asking that because they already kind of know the answer is, well, yeah, you can. Um, and so they're just like, well, then, you know, I don't need to. You know, I can, you know, sleep in or be on the boat or, you know, really just not make it a priority and, and look around. My, my family's fine. And, you know, we believe in God. We're just not. And that's kind of where I hit the question. I love your kind of follow up question is like, who hurt you? Um, but what I always kind of go to is when I hear that question, I said, well, yes, you can. Christ, you know, died on the cross for all. And there is, you know, other than belief in him, there is no, you know, other deal. But what I love is Matthew 16, 18 um, says, and I tell you, you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church. Um, a pastor who used to preach here during the interim time before you got here, Alex Gonzalez, would say the church is God's plan A and there is no plan B. And what he meant by that is like God made Jesus so that we can have salvation. But then after that, it was like, okay, here's how we're going to go tell people about Jesus. Here's how we're going to go get saved. Here's how the relationship is going to be built with me. It's the church. And that is plan A. There is no plan B. So if you want to grow in your relationship with Christ, you need the church. Al said that? Yeah, it's the only good thing he said. The only wow, <laughs> no, I'm that's just kidding. amazing. I'm just kidding. No, I, I think I think he's right on the money. Yeah. And dude. Jesus told us that the church was important and Jesus encouraged us to 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 go to church. So you know, if you think about it, if, if I was in the room with Jesus, would I be able to look at him and say, well, can't you and I be tight? But, but you, I know you said to be in church, but, but I'd rather just kind of hang out with you. And yeah. Jesus would lovingly encourage us. Uh, I mean, I would hope he would lovingly, you know, sometimes he kind of told Peter to the same guy you said he was yeah. going to build a church. He, he said, get behind me, Satan, which I would imagine I've, I've put Jesus in that position before. Many times. You know, he, he says in Matthew 18, 20, just a couple chapters later, he says, where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am in their midst. Yes. When we gather with Christians, it's so much deeper than just our connecting point to one another. It's how we connect to Christ. Yes. It, it, we are blessed when we, when we gather with other believers. And we have people in our church that have been coming here for many years. I mean, longer than I've been alive. I, I yes. try not to remind them of that too much. Um, <laughs> but, you know, they have made it through difficulty with one another. There are people in our church that at times probably weren't speaking at certain moments yes. because they had some kind of disagreement. And yet the relationship uh, 
went beyond a minor disagreement or even a major disagreement and they stayed united with one another. And you want to talk about people that can make it through the fire. It's whenever we say, you know what, you and I are different on this. Mm -hmm. We're struggling through this, but I'm not going to get up from the table and leave. I'm going to stay. And, and there are those situations though, when true trauma happens in the church where people have experienced horrible, horrific things that have happened to them. And I want to encourage you, number one, I'm so sorry you walked through that. Yes. I hate that you experienced that. And I, I, it hurts my heart whenever we as Christians don't represent the Lord well, and we put people through, through some certain type of pain. As a minister, yeah. uh, this October, I'll have been in ministry 17 years. I'd be lying if I said that there hasn't been words that have come out of my mouth that have hurt someone, potentially pushed someone away from Jesus. But in the second breath, I'll tell you, uh, we aren't perfect. We're all capable of that. But Christ died to to over to overthrow the sin off of our lives. Mm -hmm. And and I encourage you find those people that that want to help you heal. You know, uh, Hebrews 10, 24 through 25 is a verse that is often used uh, when I memorized several years ago. And, and the writer of Hebrews says, let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembly yes. together, which is the habit of some, but encouraging one another as we see the day drawing near. There are plenty of places in scripture that encourage us to connect with the body of Christ. And that's not a plug because we want you here to pad our numbers or we want you to come here and we want you to give. That is Jesus telling you and I that we need the local body of Christ. We got to be together. Yeah. We, I mean, it's, it's, it's crucial. It's crucial. And it's, it's it's funny. I mean, not funny. I mean, it's, it's like we plan these things. Like the last three podcasts, we, we've talked about basically how important it is to find a community to get plugged in. And it's because um, why Jesus radically changes your life, this is one of the avenues he wants to use to radically change your life. Following him uh, is the first step of obedience. You know, getting baptized, what we talked about a while ago, is the second step of obedience. And then getting plugged into the church, I believe, is the third, because this is the plan Jesus had. This is a plan God had so that you can grow closer in the relationship with him so that you can understand his love more, that you can understand his peace more, that you can understand his joy more, that you can just understand God more, and he becomes your father, Um, and he doesn't want to be a distant father, so don't make him one. Um, so I can always turn any segue into a sports metaphor. Yes, you can. And, um, I could turn it into a movie one, but I don't (laughs) Maverick. I'm, I'm in a lot of pain right now. Just a lot of pain because I can't access as many Texas Ranger games (sighs) as I'd like to No joke. I can't do it. Um, I don't have access to the, uh, the company that, 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 that shows Bally sports. Um, so I can only watch the Rangers when they come on ESPN mm-hmm. or Fox Sports 1. And uh, I don't know if we're breaking any laws by talking about these companies. No, I think not. we're fine. But um, but I have a relationship of, of watching my favorite team through an app on my phone. 
And, you know, my kids yesterday were looking at me going, dad, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm, I'm watching the game. Yeah. And they said, no, you're not. I said, well, I'm really not. I'm, I'm not able to really watch the game as much as I have an app on my phone that tells me that this, there was a ball thrown or a strike thrown, oh, what the score okay. is, um, you know, and, and it's so challenging because I want to, I want a closer relationship with my team. I want to be able to watch. I want yeah. to be able to see, but there are those moments where maybe when the Rangers are having a bad season, a tough season, yeah. not a good season, where I would rather have a relationship with just an app on my phone to yeah. where I can just kind of catch up and see the, the end of the score. Mm -hmm. But you're not going to really know unless you're watching, unless you're paying attention. And um, we can easily create a relationship with our church that is kind of on the outside yeah. where we can tell our friends, Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I go to such and such church or I experience, uh, you know, community in this way. Um, but the most effective way we can do it is to have, to know people by name. And I'm a pastor of a church. I love Georgetown Baptist church, but not every member in the church do I connect to on yeah. a personal level. Mm -hmm. That's true. But that doesn't mean they're not my brother. Yeah. That doesn't mean they're not my sister. That just means that we're working through this together. And the church from the beginning has had to work through difficulty. Yes. Peter, Peter, the, who you just talked about, the rock that the church is built on, he is uh, struggling because non-Jews are beginning to get saved. Yeah. They're beginning to become a Christian. And, um, and it's confusing a lot of the Jews, and they don't know what to do. There are people coming to faith from different backgrounds than what they're used to experiencing. And Peter, like many of us, he would rather just be around people he knows. Yes. And, and there's a moment where Peter is only eating at a table with Jewish Christians. Mm -hmm. And those that are not, he, he's not spending time with them because he's afraid of what people may think of him. Yes. And then you've got Paul who is semi newly converted that at one time was an enemy of the church. And he calls Peter out. He, does. he says, what are you doing? Why are you not extending um, uh, Christian brotherhood to these believers? And they have a disagreement. Now, I've been a part of the church enough to see when key leaders have a disagreement, we see that conflict as, well, they are no longer going to talk ever again. In fact, they're going to plant a church in the same town, in the same neighborhood, and try to convince everybody to leave. I mean, we've seen awful, awful things. Yeah. But here's what Peter and Paul were able to show us. They didn't leave the table. No. They kept talking. In fact, Peter humbled himself and admitted fault. Did that mean Paul and Peter just liked being in the same room all the time? I don't know. But, but what I do know is that they stayed together. Yeah. And as brothers and sisters in Christ, we can set that example. And, uh, you know, not to get political here, but let's make conflict. Or let me, let's make Christian conflict great again. <laughs> Was that, hate, that maybe, should I we mean, put that on a hat for people to see? No. Okay, maybe not. Maybe we shouldn't go that route. But maybe what we should say is it is okay to have an issue in the body of Christ and work through it together and realize that it actually can make us stronger. No, yeah, I, I fully agree. Um, yeah, I think you hit everything right there. So I'm going to hit uh, just another point that I, I love to, to say to people who ask me this question. In Revelations, and I'm not a pastor or doctor, 
But um, coming in with the heavy. Oh yeah, uh, and he's coming back. So, no, I'm just. Uh, it says they defeated him, and talking about Satan, they defeated him with the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Do you remember what? The, that's a memory verse that Keep I have. Keep talking, and okay. I will find. Thank it. you so much. I, I I want people to know that I know what I'm talking about. No, so it's the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. What I love about that, and what. The topic we're talking about here is, can you be a Christian and not go to church? You are saved by the blood of the Lamb. You are saved by Jesus. But here is what is important, and I don't want you to miss on. By the word of their testimonies, the church itself is a testimony. People in the church share testimonies. When you're in small groups, that is like literally one of the main focuses in small groups. Like, that is what helps you grow in your faith, and that's why the church is so good. So good that I work here, but, like, it is so good that even if I didn't work here, I want to be here. Uh, Me and one of our deacons talk about all the time, when we take a vacation, we get FOMO, which is a young, I learned this the other day, is fear of missing out. Like, we want to know what happens at the church. Like, that is where I find my community. That's where I see my friends. I go to lunch after service almost every Sunday with just people, and it's fantastic. And the power is the the testimony that people have, uh, the community that you get, and how it always, or should always, points to Christ himself. You see Christ through people because he dwells in his people. We are we are lights. And I got really preachy there, but... It's Revelation 12, 11. 12, 11. I wanted to say 13, but it's not... 12, 11. Um, that is what... Like, there's a million reasons why we should go to church, but to me, that is one of the main points I hit on of why why should you go to church? It's because, man, like, while we have the blood of the Lamb that saves us, we get to go share that testimony to help people out, and they get to share their testimonies that, that helps us out. And it helps us get closer to Christ. It helps develop our walk, and we stop being um, baby Christians. We yes. start, you know, we start becoming mature, wise Christians. That not only that we get to do God's work, and we get to help the church. Well, the last thing I'd like to say is, I can I can come on here and say, you need the church. You need to work through your difficulties. You need to work through whatever reason that would keep you from wanting to be connected, but. Yeah. But truly, what is my responsibility as a Christian and what is the responsibility of our members that, that are connected? You know, we have plenty of people that are finding the connection. Our responsibility as believers, and, and like you just said, is to, to help heal people. Yeah, that's good. So I want to be, uh, I want my eyes to be open. I want to be able to see people in my community and get to know people you know, my son's football team, you know, I'm, I'm around a lot of people and, and I kind of enjoy the fact that when I'm around folks, I'm not, I'm not pastor Jake, I'm, I'm Jake. And, yeah. and is Jake willing to get to know the people and, and find out what have you been through in your life? What traumas have you experienced? What heartache have you experienced? And if, if your testimony can be one way of, of helping someone humanize the church and realize that, we're all dealing, we're all struggling and, and we care and we yes. love you and you matter. Your family matters. We, we don't want you to feel disconnected. We want you to know that there's a family here for you, but 
as believers, it's our responsibility to spread that message. And while it may be spread from the pulpit on a Sunday morning or in a Sunday school class, your message is is daily spread in how you live your life, how you love, how you love your brother, how you treat other people. Yep. So to answer your question of can you be a Christian and not go to church, the answer is yes, you can be a Christian and not go to church. But God gives us the church to help us with a relationship with him. And as always, if you have any questions that stem from this podcast, come find Jake, come find me, and we'd love to uh, answer more of your questions. Um, And just thank you so much for being who you are. Thank you so much, just Georgetown, for for living this out. A lot of times when we talk about something, you're living this out. You're, You're sharing the same stuff with the people in your family. And that's another reason why we do this podcast is communication for you, but so that you can use this so that you can communicate with the people in your life who maybe are asking you this question. Um, But anyways, we love you guys. Take care, and we will see you soon. Bye, guys.